Happy birthday, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Birthday Podcast with your hosts, Jackie and Dan, the number one podcast on ApplePodcast.com, dedicated to the birthdays you know and love. So without further ado, take it away, Dan. guess what you're listening to i'll give you a hint it's the happy birthday podcast and i'm dan november 10th and i'm jackie october 12th you know sometimes we try to we try to um get some chatter going at the top of the show here but it's it's never the best part (laughs) and it's always forced and i got nothing to be honest with you all i'm thinking about jackie is you're playing angry birds or whatever um, I was uh, sending some some close up shots of my weed plant to a friend to determine the sex. I think it's male. Oh, it looks which like means a... it's not smokable. He's yeah. ropeable though. If you want to make rope with it, don't need to, to do that. Do you have to snort it. You doing rope, dude? I don't do rope stuff. Like I don't need. I have plenty of rope. <laughs> Go to Harbor Freight, get it. You, you have plenty of rope. I have everything. What do you need? Oh, chains. I, have I got chains. chains. I probably have more chains than you. Tell you what I need. Start get some the show. guesses out of my brain and into the wow. atmosphere. Let's do just that. Let's get some of that brain matter splatter all over the place. And Jackie, I do want to tell you that today is somebody's birthday. A very, very famous what? Raw guess on the gender of this guy. I'm going to go with a man. It's a man. It's a okay. famous man. One more slightly less raw guess, if you will. Okay. I think this is one you could get. You could just pick this out of the ether. Just wow. Like an okay. apple from a tree. Probably won't, but. Today is the birthday of Vince Vaughn. With all due respect to Vince Vaughn, it's not Vince Vaughn's birthday. Okay. okay. This is a man born in the year 1945. Okay. He is a musician. He is a guitar player. He's like one of the guitar players, all right? I don't is, think this one's going to be too tricky. You want to you want a clue? Is he alive? He's alive. Oh yeah. He's he's with us. He's with us. Oh, I got a clue. I got a clue. But you don't give clues. Like you don't stop. Give clues. I'd be curious to know what it was. You know, I'm I'm always <laughs> I'm open not. to collaborations, but here's my clue. Um, hmm, would you know his name if, if it was his birthday? That's what I'm talking. Would you know his name if he pushed you out of a window. He didn't push anybody. <laughs> who is that guy? I don't know. You know. Oh, God. Well, you know who we're talking about, Hold on. right? It's Eric Clapton. Hey! Eric Clapton. There we go. Happy birthday to Eric Clapton. <laughs> Four words that I've been chomping at the bit to say since we started this podcast. I'm so Happy glad birthday. that you got Eric Clapton. Yeah, he's Eric a Tuesday Clapton. guy. Yeah. Awesome. You would, well, you would have the blues if you were born on Tuesday, hey? All I know about him is is correct in saying that once you stop doing drugs, his music is no longer tolerable. Let's cool it with some of these hot takes and just take a look at the cat behind the strat with a recurring segment featured in every episode called Birthday Bios. Eric Derek Clapton was born on this day in Stratford, England in 1945. He was, by all accounts, an unremarkable child, a trait he would carry with him throughout his life. In his teen years, Eric fell under the spell of the blues, listening to the nightly BBC Blues Hour. He dropped out of school, stole money from his mother for a guitar, and pursued a career as a world-famous blues rock god. 
He joined a local beat group, the Timid Young Lads, in 1963, and from there was recruited to play lead guitar in one of the great also-rans of the British Invasion era, the Yardbirds. Ever the puerile purist, Clapton balked at the group's efforts at moving into a less derivative direction and left to join John Mayo's Blues Ball Busters. In 1966, Clapton teamed up with Jack, Bruce, and Ginger Baker in the rock power trio Cream. The band named themselves after the substance they imagined their audience would be squirting into their bell-bottoms at the group's performances. After Cream blew their load, Clapton again formed a new band, Derek and the Dominoes, named after his own middle name and his favorite pizza restaurant. It was this outfit that recorded Layla, a wailing classic rock radio staple that Clapton wrote as an ode to how badly he wanted to lay pipe on his friend George Harrison's wife. Patty, the object of his desires, friend-zoned Clapton despite the epic anthem, and so he did what any man would do in his situation, took up heroin addiction. Naturally, Patty couldn't stand to see a good man down, and so she left her beetle bow for the beleaguered blues man. But it wasn't all smooth sailing in the booze-soaked snowstorm of the 70s. Clapton made a major public relations boo-boo in this era, when, from the concert stage, he slurred his way through impromptu anti-immigrant screeds liberally laced with racial slurs. Fortunately for him, rock stars of the time were, and are, routinely for given for even the most vile transgressions, racial, sexual, or otherwise, and the whole ugly incident, which is an actual thing that happened, has been conveniently swept under the rug of rock. By the 80s, Clapton ceased to be a booze man and got back to his roots as a blues man. He continued to innovate, honing his potent Chicago blues influences into a pleasingly impotent sound, elevating the raw genre from something suited to raunchy working-class dive bars to a homogenous product, perfect as background music in an upper-class neighborhood Walgreens. 1992 saw the release of his Unplugged album, which spawned the popular party anthem, Tears in Heaven. In a more traditional vein, he released a CD of Robert Johnson covers in 2004 titled Me and My Johnson. Blues aficionados celebrated the disc as it rendered the archaic original recordings of the songs obsolete once they'd been pro-tools to perfection in the hands of the true god of the blues. Behind his public non-persona, Clapton is known to be a loving ex-husband and a caring, if sometimes inattentive, father. While he'll probably be dead fairly soon, it's safe to say that this JGF's legacy will be felt for generations anytime an unimaginative young man sets his sights on diluting a powerful form of music into easily digestible white noise, if you know what I mean. And so, Eric, you know... That's amazing. I'm just going to keep saying how amazing that is. I would really... I would just like... I'd like to take a moment, if you will, to... I'm going to stop you right there. Are any no. pictures online of George Harrison, his wife, and Rick? Clapton. She was Patty is like the hottest beetle wife. What are you googling? George Harrison cleanup. George, George Harrison. <laughs> Pat, Patty Boyd would be the name there. Anyone that is interested in, uh, we don't do a lot of new music recommendations, but uh, Eric Clapton and Van Morrison did collaborate on a new single this this past uh, few months called "Stand and Deliver." Uh, hmm. It's an anti-COVID lockdown blues. Uh, kind of just <laughs> what the world needed. It's wow. it's true. It's it's, it's a real Something thing for everyone. Hey? Yep. So if you're anyone out there that uh, you know likes uh, send that to my hor- auntie. horrible music with a worse message, crank up some "Stand and Deliver." I'm going to go check it out. It's BRB. (laughs) The Happy Birthday Podcast is brought to you by MeUndies. MeUndies brings together sustainable fabric and amazing design to make the ultimate softer-than-soft, feel-good undies and apparel. If your MeUndies aren't the greatest pair of underwear to ever cradle your cooter, we won't just let you return them. We'll help you sell them at a profit. MeUndies has partnered with reputable dark web merchants to facilitate the sale of your used undergarments to enthusiastic collectors. Just fill out a quick questionnaire regarding your age, weight, gender, and level of soilage, and MeUndies will match you with a crotch candy connoisseur willing to pay top dollar for your dissatisfactory dainties. 
It's quick, easy, and discreet, and who knows, you might even make a new friend along the way. So what are you waiting for? Log on to MeUndies.com, use promo code SNIFF at checkout, and remember that if this underwear doesn't satisfy you, it will certainly satisfy someone else. And we're back. Uh, Dan, would you like to guess maybe whose birthday it is today? Yes. Okay. Um, hey, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to guess oh. it was someone who was born today. <laughs> that is correct. But whom? Uh, and why? But you guys can use that, by the way. Him. Please make a meme out of that, whatever you got to do. That's too good to... Um, <clears throat> whom? Do you want me to do a raw guess? Yeah, raw guess. Sylvester Stallone. Negative. When do you think his birthday is? August 19th. Don't care. Go to the next guess. Okay. Shut up. Is it a is it a woman this time? He's a man. Oh god. I get so tired of hearing about men. Do you want a clue? Yeah. Okay. So this is another like potentially unfamiliar dude with a familiar name. He's a boy dude and he was born in 1647. Oh, okay. So that's before a lot of before the internet at least. Way before um, my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um so he would he shares a name with someone who's more who's well known in our modern era. Is that You right? know the name for sure, yeah. <clears throat> I know the name, but you didn't you didn't you didn't agree with the premise didn't of my confirm question. Confirm what right, you said, but you right. do know the name. And I'm I'm inferring from there that this is Marco No, it's not him. It's not Marco Boogers. I was no, gonna no. say Marco Polo, actually, <laughs> but I think he's he's prior to 1600s, if I remember my uh, mm-hmm. elementary school social studies. Um, Do God, you? How many? Don't. Like so much in school, I just learned about like st- strange, dirty European men that w- would wander so, yeah. around. And he, yes, yeah, that's what he that was. I'm, okay. Um, what he did was he was like gross, dirty. He ended up like he passed the bar. I think it was hard. It was really hard to um read his Wikipedia page because it was like old timey words you know well you can just edit those if it's hard to read you can get in there and just change what it says i think he passed the bar or the equivalent where'd he go instead but then instead can you just shut the fuck up you get a good flow going and chime in with your so instead of becoming a lawyer opie and anthony he didn't go to the bar or pass alongside of a i don't know lawyers sir john cochran he invented some (laughs) <laughs> Some kind of like agriculture uh Oh stuff. Eli Whitney? No. That was the guy who invented the cotton gin. Yeah, speaking of uh going to the bar. Yeah. Um <laughs> He invented He God invented damn. he was he was British, okay? okay. He's a grandfather of British agriculture. He, I should know this. <laughs> he is named <laughs> kind of my wheelhouse. His name is the same as the name oh! of... Ah, stop talking. John Deere? No. No. Oh. Jesus. Okay, can I, do a, can I do a clue? No. No. His name is the same name as a band from the 70s, also British. Oh, fuck. Love when people do that to me while I'm speaking. It's a game show. I wouldn't do that to you just in conversation. Oh, wouldn't you? If he said something wrong. <laughs> I actually have a really good clue. I don't care. British British band from the 70s? Okay. No, no, no. Um, I know. Imagine a song in your, in your mind about an old lecherous man who likes little girls, and he's got boogers in his nose. Can you think of a song like that? Jethro Tull? Yeah. Jethro Tull. That was a real person. Agriculturalist. Yep. 
born in 1647, the father of British agriculture, Jethro Tull. I, all right. Well, I apologize Happy. for the uh, buzzer but, sound effect. Well, <laughs> you are waiting with bated breath. Oh, you can smell it, huh? <laughs> like I said, I don't think it's his birthday. His Wikipedia page said it was his date of baptism. I think it was... <laughs> I think it was so long ago that they just didn't record birthdays yeah. because they didn't use the Gregorian calendar yet. Yeah, Gregor hadn't uh, invented it yet. But thank um, you, Mr. Gregorian, for allowing birthdays to happen. Thank you, Greg. Without Gregorian. You, we wouldn't yeah. be here. So Without him, we'd be doing the Happy Baptism podcast. That'd be, that'd be a whole well, different thing. This segment is unfortunately called the baptism date of Jeth- uh, British agriculturist Jethro Tull. I went on his Wikipedia page. It was like it was all like 17th century crumpet speak. Like I couldn't really make heads nor tails of it. You know what I mean? Right. Here's some of the words I understood from his Wikipedia page: seeds, agriculture, dirt, soil, turnips. And my two favorite subheadings, Drill Husbandry and Hoeing by Hand, which are actually shared titles with some of my earlier OnlyFans videos. Uh, spoiler alert. Jethro Tull is most famously known as the grandfather of British agriculture in it, inspiring and inventing us out from under the collapsed backside of manual labor. No longer hoeing by hand, but reaping the bennies of horse-drawn machinery and auto-seeding. Yes, we started from the bottom, and now we're here. That's right. The whole team got on board and began using Tull's tills and revolutionized the way Brits planted and harvested their veggie goods. If only old Jethro could have continued his revolution onward toward the end user of agriculture, that being the British home kitchen. Yes, even now, the culinary world of British cuisine is caught severely lacking. Beans for breakfast? I guess, whatever. Anyway, Jethro Tull is also the namesake of everyone's favorite prog rock group, Jethro Tull, a British band who gave us such popular hits as Aqualung, which is such a very popular money-making song about a greasy pedophilic lecher who preys on small girls and lusts for their frilly underclothes. The band dedicated the entirety of their non-pedo discography to the legacy of Old Man Tull. Their studio albums in order of release are as follows. 1968's Tilling the Tullman's Dream, a three-song, 235-minute dreamscape, majorly instrumental with only the occasional gruff vocals of singer Ian Anderson, layered 12-fold and echoing the phrase, Seed Me Daddy, for the first three bars of track two. Then we have the 1969 release of Reaping Sown, a pro-agriculture and pro-consequence record. 1970's Cornfield Baby, 1971's Aqualung, uh, formerly known as Aqueduct, and then 1974 gave us Corn Child. 1979 Stormwatch, the 12-track, 14-disc cautionary tale of the infamous Dust Bowl farming massacre, and onwards to the 1980s, where we get a little more experimental with the music style, but still straight agriculture simps with albums like Catfish Pond on the Property, and uh, Roots to Branches, a little more literal there in the 90s. Uh, in the early 2000s, in the tech boom, we had albums like j-toll.com, which was also a real website that connected you to local magistrates that offer free soil quality testing. Um, and then there was the infamous 2003 parsnip-themed Jethro Tull Christmas album with tracks like Roots Bloody Roots, Santa's Got a Root Vegetable for You Kiddos, and Hey Aqualung, Is That Rudolph? So, as we can all clearly see, not only has agriculturist and water dows JGF Dodger Jethro Tull given us a better way to husk the beans, so to speak, he's also given us the brilliant butterfly effect that is the British rock group Jethro Tull, uh, without whom we would be struggling to even find ways to appreciate the intricate modes in which we use and love modern agriculture and little girls. So thank you, Jethro Tull, and happy baptism day. Happy, ba- <clears throat> happy baptism to 
my main man JT. Hashtag uh, hold the, husk the, husk husk the, the bean. bean. Yeah. Husk, hashtag husk the bean. Happy so birthday, funny. Jeff. I forgot they put out that album that where the, the title was a, a, a URL, you know? You don't yes. see that very often. I think that more bands could maybe uh, take a clue from that because people, do, they just name it anything and you can't do anything with it. Right. It's like The Chronic, okay? Can't what click am I gonna on do that. that? Thechronic.com, mm-hmm. now I know where, where I'm going. You're, right. you're leading me in a new direction. What's your favorite just, band website? Thebeatles.com is pretty good. That's their <laughs> website that you can log on and see. That's Actually, a good one. yeah. Um, Least favorite, since you asked, would have to be Spin Dot Doctors. <laughs> I was reading something, people talking about these horrible conditions that people work work under in sweatshops. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I mean, it's, it's outrageous, A, that people have to work under these conditions. B, just the existence of sweatshops. Because I'm thinking, who buys sweat? Yeah. But, uh... I wonder if the <laughs> Valley's grocery store is going to keep that horrible bathroom in the basement i hope so listeners might be interested <laughs> some of the marquette area listeners will probably know i'm trying to throw in some marquette lore to fill the time here's yeah, what happened no. we had this horrible grocery store it went no, it was business, not horrible obviously it was not good it was not good least good grocery store in town when it was around. no public bathroom so producer paul and i had to go the, i had to go to the bathroom one day no i didn't have to go to the bathroom <laughs> he said you have to, to see this bathroom oh <laughs> And then he walked me inside and he said, my pregnant wife needs to use the bathroom. <laughs> we were like 19 years old. And so they were like, go through back to the meat room and then just keep going and you'll find it. And I mm-hmm. swear to God, it was like a Saw movie. It was like green yeah. lights that were like vibrating. And then I've there's there. all these posters on the wall of like vintage grocery children frolicking. And then you go in the bathroom, which definitely had a two-way mirror. And it was like dingy <laughs> pink, also with the freaky Saw lights. You have to like pass. You have to go through the manager's office, I believe. Yeah, you have to or... go through like the refrigerated <laughs> section of the back room. I, I've had to do that because I actually did have to go. And uh, yeah, you have to ask someone. I did go. go, yeah. Go back there and just keep walking. Like every step is like another another feeling of like I'm not I should I'm not allowed to be should here. Should be here. Oh, I'm Probably really not allowed leave to be this here. Place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember the way out. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, could I would love there. to be that kind of tour guide. You got to see this bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> bathrooms of Marquette, Michigan. I could be the guy. Drive a bus. I speaking of bath, I'm gonna go number one, and then maybe we'll be. We'll <sighs> Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm very dogged, actually. I kind of have to go number two. But Don't I'll give it. me so much flack for having to pause to take a shit and then I hold I hold it in. because my sphincter is not blown out from years of abuse. Hey there, listeners. Jackie here, October 12th, with a friend of the show, Chucky, from Lakeshore Guns and Ammo. Chucky, we're here at the grand opening of Lakeshore Guns and Ammo's new location. Why don't you tell the listeners a little more about it? Oh, don't go looking for us on Lakeshore Drive in the city there. You know, they don't let guns and ammo shops within the city limits anymore and you know definitely not down there on Lakeshore Drive where all them condos are. I mean for God's sake they took a bunch of cookie cutter catalog houses and pop them down right there on the shoreline. Now you got the city, you got the HMO or, or you got the HOA whatever the heck down there. You can't put nothing in for business down there besides a bed breakfast or goddamn ice cream shop. That sounds great Chuck. So where can the listeners go to find your new location? Well well, they made a score outside the city limits course, so you're gonna wanna get down down there, County Road 553, and you'll find your pack there behind the golf course there. 
You know, it's so nice to see new businesses in the area. And do you have a website where our listeners can go to maybe find out more about what kinds of things you do down here at Lakeshore Guns and Ammo? Oh, no, of course we ain't done internet there. You can't pay me to do that. But just give me a call before you stop in. We got whatever. We got a buckshot, a bump stack. We got the AR. We got divers. Whatever you need. That's Chucky with Lakeshore Guns and Ammo. And thanks again so much for being a sponsor of the show and a jolly good fellow. What is your name? Hey. Where are you calling from? My name is Phil Braun. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh. Nice. Some of the listeners uh, who aren't familiar, uh, if you look up the word viral in the dictionary, I mean, you might see a picture of this man. You'll Internet. definitely see it. Uh, if you look up Snopes, you'll also see me in there. Snopes. Big website. Yeah. I'm officially on Snopes, which is sort of my uh, claim to fame. Uh, I think I've achieved maximum uh, celebrity status. Once I got on Snopes. Wow. What'd they snope you for? You don't know? No. Really? Uh-uh. Um, for burning my uh burning my shoes with uh while they were on my feet. <laughs> Was it found to be true or no? <laughs> you have to look up Snopes to find out. Can you really trust that website? I mean, they're so biased though. It's very liberal. You can trust them because I think I told them uh, whether it was true or not. Do you need to wow. e- explain that story any further? or I really shouldn't have to. Okay. I feel like you're going to make <laughs> me because you no, don't, no, you're no. not aware. It seems like everybody on Earth is aware of that. Uh, I can't believe I missed really, this. Yeah, it was yeah, big. Barely on Earth these days. So, Do you want me to tell you? Sure. So during the whole, um, I guess this was during the whole Colin Kaepernick um ordeal where mm-hmm. he was not uh, standing for the national anthem and the country singer big and rich i guess it wasn't big and rich it was the sound man for big and rich uh had posted a tweet and he had in in protest for colin kaepernick who is a nike uh uh, had a Nike sponsorship. The sound man for Big and Rich tore the tops of his socks off his Nike socks, saying, I guess that was his way of saying, no more Nike, I'm tearing these uh, logos off of my socks. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got the idea to take that a step further and say, well, I'm going to burn my Nike shoes. <laughs> and I lit. I, I knelt down with a lighter lit my Nike shoes, which were still on my feet, as a way to um, protest uh, as well. And naturally, that would light someone on fire in a very dangerous and horrible way, and it burned my feet, and uh, I had to go to the hospital. But it went viral, and um, happy ending. the rest was history. Did you feel as though the the message was received, you know, at least by Nike? In all, in all honesty, um, setting jokes aside, the, the message was not received because I got loads and loads of uh, hate messages <laughs> from people <laughs> who just did not get the joke at all. It did not get the, uh, the angle that I was kind of taking, you know, I was kind of making a parody of the people who were protesting mm-hmm. by doing something even yeah. stupider. Uh, people did not get it. They, they, you know, said I was being a racist and, and worse right. things uh, for doing this, and totally missed the joke. I got, um, I woke up to a, a host of DMs from pretty much every news source you can imagine. Uh, AP, Reuters, uh, asking me for an interview about the guy who burned his his shoes on his feet, and even Snopes got involved. So there you go. Well, if any of our listeners don't get the joke, please, uh, you know, 
message this man and let him know. And uh, and Colin is fully uh, yeah has my support to kneel anytime he wants to. It's I'm totally totally down with that for sure. Thanks for telling me that story. <laughs> and Colin, if you ever want to come on our show as well, we'll uh, you know we'll yeah, tag you great. in this post. And, yeah. I wonder what his um, birthday is. I don't know. I wonder if he's a good guesser. Uh, Probably. Seems, I don't know. They, they get a lot of uh, head trauma. You lose a lot. Of, well, you know, I had a stroke two years ago, so there's a good chance that I've lost a lot of my own uh, knowledge or trivia information, too. So this could be a disaster for you guys. No, I think I think this one's going to be perfect for you because, Phil, if I remember correctly, you're a you're a big royalty head, right? Big fan of the royal family. Yeah, I love the royal family. I love Prince Philip. I love the Queen, uh, Harry, William and all the gang. Um, I love those guys. Big fan. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, so our celebrity death is a member of the royal family. Oh, well, the answer is Princess Diana. End of the game. Nope. Eh. Wrong. Wrong. So <clears throat> don't we... make that noise at people, Jack. <laughs> it's very threatening. So this member of the royal family passed away on this day, March 30th, in 2002. Hmm. You're saying it's not Princess Diana. I want to say that was at least a couple years before. I can confirm Princess Diana did die, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was early 2000s. You might want to check Snopes on this one, Producer Paul. Well, I'll guess somebody else just, just for the fun of it. Sure. Might as well. Because I'm sure as Princess died, that's the final answer. Uh, <laughs> correct. Uh, but I'll go ahead, play your game, and just say it's somebody else. Um, all right. Am I allowed to ask questions, or am I just supposed to straight Absolutely. out? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. That yeah. can help you along. I is it a British royal member? Yep. 2002. Died at the age of 102. Okay. Uh, Queen Elizabeth's uh, Corgis? No. The dog? <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> oh. It's a human. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Human woman. Um, all right, so it's probably one of the one of the sisters of the queen. No. Do we even know? <laughs> I mean, do you understand the lineage? You, of... I actually, I actually don't. I am I looking think at the name. But already I, said her name. Did yeah, I already I think, say it? I no. I think but... Phil said the name here, but it's not. It's less of a domesticated animal and more of a. Um... Oh, it's, her name is Corgi. <laughs> Princess Corgi. Yes, Princess Corgi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There we go. Gorginess. No. That doesn't sound right, though. You said I said the name? Was it, is it Elizabeth number one? Mm -hmm. That is it. Yeah. The queen mother. Now I actually have to ask, is that the mom of the, the living queen? Right. I think so. She must have been 126. That's not what I have on Wikipedia, but as we know from the show, anyone can edit that. So there's really no way of telling. Well, gone too soon, but thanks for helping us uh, celebrate her passing. And uh, <laughs> just the whole... <laughs> Gone too soon. 102 years is not long enough. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, so, I'm sorry. 101 and 238 days. So okay. a little wow. bit, a little bit too soon. I think. Yeah. I maybe know. I think maybe right on time. <laughs> 101 is yeah, as many years as there are uh, Dalmatians, if you will. Well, that's mm -hmm. that's perfect, Phil. You win the prize. Well, what do I win? Uh, Dan is going to tell you some facts about your birthday. Okay. <laughs> We don't generally describe it as a prize, so please uh, <laughs> forgive our producer friend here. I do want to ask you, though, Phil, before we get into it, what is your birthday? Well, if I tell you, then it's going to be kind of easy for you to guess. Oh, we've never done that. <laughs> no. Yeah, I would love to guess. All right, Jackie, you go first. You seem like a fall birthday. Wrong. I, I, oh, fuck. I was, was going to say summer, and then I, I second-guessed myself. Well, before you even said that, I was going to say summer. Really? Yeah. Is that... Uh, Why do you think I, I seem like a fall person? 
you just kind of like you have like a relaxed mood isn't that kind of summer like the relaxation of uh i don't know yeah what are you talking about jackie we the three of us were bored in fall and we're all very high strung well okay that's fair i'm gonna say to me is like bugs and sunburn i'm gonna say july 5th um no i'll i do have uh relatives whose birthday is July 2nd and 3rd, but your guess is wrong. But that must be wow. what I was kind of tapping into. Yeah. You're probably getting, yeah. you're getting yeah. close. You're getting warm. Sure. Uh, February. Sometime. No. March. That's not close nope. at all. April. Guess again. Nope. June 25th. Wrong. August, August 1st. No. I was going to say that. August 2nd, I meant. Not August the 2nd. <laughs> September the 10th. Not September the 10th. You're not a December fella, are you? No, not a December fella. Okay. He said July was close. No, I just meant that he was, uh, he, he picked out <laughs> some of my relatives. Okay. It's a close. Yeah. In, your familial. Uh, your the bloodline. Familial. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tapped blood. into the bloodline. Right. But no, I'm not anywhere close to July. <laughs> okay. <laughs> November 10th. Nope. You've guessed almost every month except my birthday month. January. May. Yes. 19th. No. Third. Nope. May 10th. Not the 10th. 11th. No. 9th. Nope. <laughs> May 8th. Good. No. May 31st. That would be crazy. Oh, you're so close, but so far away. May 1st. Yes. Wow! And you win the day. prize, Jackie. That was some great guessing, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank we you. are professionals. We do, yeah. do this sure. once a week. We've done this 17 times. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the way you narrowed it down by just naming every month and every day of the month until you finally got to the 12th month of the almost almost all the days in that month. Wow, I don't know if we've talked to anybody that had a first of the month uh, birthday yet. That's kind of big think we for have, us. Yeah. I'm holding in my hands here a book called The Secret Language of Birthdays, written by Gary Goldschneider and uh, Juiced Elfers, a couple birthday experts. And there's some information about May 1st, which they call the Day of Ironic Insight. Interesting. Hmm. Um, There's a lot of information, but they go through some bullet points here with strengths and weaknesses. And your strengths, you are calm, realistic, and ironic. Say those are correct. Okay, weaknesses. I hope you're sitting down for this. Procrastinating, lethargic, and blunt. Bingo. Wow. Uh, Although, blunt, I don't know about blunt. Um, Sure. I do have a tendency to kind of dance around... The subject, I don't like confrontation that much, um, mm-hmm. but lethargic, absolutely. Um, wow. what, was, what was the first one again? Uh, pro- procrastinating. Yes, I definitely procrastinate. Spot on, as That's usual. a pretty good book. It's pretty good. I mean, I guess if one of the weaknesses is off, we can, uh, I don't know, maybe send this to the Snopes team and have them fact check it. But um, Do you have any other weaknesses that you want to add yeah. to it? Um, gosh, procrastination, lethargic. Um, a slightly overweight, maybe. Um, preaching to the choir here. That's not a weakness. Yeah, big group of people. Hey, maybe you qualify for the COVID shot since you're uh slightly obese. <laughs> I, I do. You know the va- the vaccination. Uh, um, you know, you know the vaccination that's going around, right? We've heard, uh, yeah, we've heard about yeah. that. So you know, they have a whole list of uh, qualifications as to uh, you know how to get the vaccine now, and one of them is like the BMI uh, index being like twenty five and up. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm over twenty five. I don't how who's not who's below twenty five. I mean, everybody is overweight based on that, which is sort of insulting uh, to the point where I may not even get the vaccine because it <laughs> upset me so much. Um, 
but you know, I can't deny that I do love, I do love a good uh, chocolate chip cookie every now and then. And that's just, again, it's one of my lethargic weaknesses uh, that tie into my birthday. You should have been here last week. I watched Jackie eat an entire sleeve of chocolate chip cookies. Well, it was not a sleeve. I, it was two cookies, but oh. I made them myself. So they were about this big around. Yeah. I wipe out a sleeve almost every night. I'm not, wow. I'm not even kidding. One sleeve a night. Yeah. Keeps me so healthy. Gosh, you know, sometimes you look and it says nutrition facts, serving size, two cookies. I'm thinking, that's not a fact. No, and it's not a serving. I mean, nobody will eat just two. No, it's offensive. And the BMI thing is offensive as well. We went through it. The three of us went through a thing looking at our BMIs. We're all morbidly obese. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So am I. Hey, before we let you go, could I ask you if you have any happy birthday memories? Um, either your birthday or a friend's birthday. Oh, wow. Uh, my own or somebody else's? Um, well, I was going to say Queen Elizabeth the first, uh, her birthday, but <laughs> uh, we already did that one. Um, that's a tough one. I'm not I'm not a huge birthday guy. I don't I don't like the attention of the birthday. Uh, I, I don't. Um, I wish people would kind of just forget and, and ignore them, quite frankly. But uh, certainly, you know, had my fair share as a kid. But, um, you know, other than that, birthdays are, you know, they're for they're for royalty, quite honestly. They're Last not for common people a... like us. Where was she from? Philadelphia? The Queen? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> queen Elizabeth. Our guest last week, she told us a story about her eighth birthday party. There was a drunk clown with a monkey. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know if you have anything. I like <laughs> never had anything quite like that. Uh, no drunk no. Uh, monkeys, no drunk anybody at any of my birthdays. So really, I'm, I'm kind of feeling maybe I left out. I got left out or missed out or something. I don't know. Well, she did say it was like a Philly thing. So I don't know if that. Might... Well, it is good to hear a more down to earth perspective because we talk to people. They're like, oh, I remember I had this party this one time. Oh, I love my birthday. But to just, mm-hmm. yeah, to realize like I'm not royalty. It's not a big deal. I'll be forgotten. Just another name on a headstone. So right. that's kind of what we're about, uh, you know. We're all just a series of uh, adjectives and, and uh, characteristics written in a book. Sure. That's, all, that's what we amount to. Mm-hmm. What's in that book? There's actually a lot more in there about uh, your health issues. Mine was spot on. Oh, um, let's let's yeah. If you have time, let's let's say if it says mine had a stroke, then it's I'm gonna. Mine see. was like IBS, women's reproductive mm-hmm. health issues. Got a little <laughs> digestive <laughs> issue myself. I've got Crohn's, so. Hey. So Paul. Yeah. Oh, got some yeah. Crohn's bros in the house. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> nice. Becky's got IBS, so we all have diarrhea. IBSD oh. is the important oh, part. Very nice. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's a whole paragraph, which I can't really read in one go here, but it it talks about your voice. Uh, You want to take care of your voice. Hmm. Um, It says you should you should take vitamin C. That's pretty understandable. Yeah. And that's about it. (laughs) Nothing about the stroke in there. Hey, healthy man. Just vitamin C. Maybe I haven't been taking nothing. Yeah. Nothing about the stroke. A moderate amount of physical exercise along with uh, vacations, which feature swimming or skiing is recommended. I hate skiing. Well, and I hate to, we might have to bleep this last sentence, but it says all balanced forms of physical activity, including regular sex, will keep May 1 people energetic. Well, there you go. I didn't think Great that defense. book went into those. I, I, I apologize. Well, that's why Suzanne Summers is doing so well. Because she has sex three or four times a day. I read that. A day? I did see about that, yeah. Still? Yeah. I got to get on. Are you finding this on Twitter? Or? No, TMZ. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's got like she's married to like a 90 year old man as well yeah and she's like 
drugs him so he's like turgid yeah, I want on I want on her program, uh, quite frankly, to see what that's all about. Well, we can see what yeah, we can they, do. They should have like an app where you can sign up, meet other people like that. Meet other people <laughs> like Dan Summers? Yeah. That'd be pretty cool to meet Susan Summers. Is that just like uh, Tinder? or? You don't have the Three's Company app? <laughs> <laughs> no, I sure don't. <laughs> all right, well, we'll give our listeners a link to that. And uh, Phil, you got, you got Gettython coming up, don't you? Yes, Gettython is. Uh, it is on the horizon. Uh, we have not selected a date yet, uh, but I can tell you it it is coming soon. Uh, big, big things in store, big surprises, big guests as usual. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. Um, follow at Gettython for, for more information and, and uh, watch out because it's coming, baby. Well, we're all very excited for, I will say, mm-hmm. at least for me, I didn't know about that washing uh, machine business at all until I watched that that last video and that put two and two together you know it's like you don't see too many bands with that kind of dynamic stage presence you know right and what you're talking about is maybe some people know they've seen the washing machines on the the stage with uh, Getty and Neil and, and Alex up there but not many people know they are actually actively doing laundry during the show uh, where the concert goers can hand over their clothes and Getty and the and the guys will wash it, and by the time the show's over, they'll have a clean set of clothes to, to walk out with it. Wow! Yeah, and they they've uh, have you seen the uh, the the um, oven the big ovens that are up there too? I don't think I have. No. Um. So they have these big um like you see at Kenny Rogers Roasters. They have these big uh, full birds uh, slow roasting on the stage. This is real. They're on the stage, but they're you know they're handing out dinner sometimes well you know a lot of the time i'll make a point to arrive to go to a concert having eaten but heads up mm-hmm. rush fans you want to be you want to have an empty stomach right and a load of dirty laundry <laughs> well because you, you think a, a show like that you want to be standing in a good spot you're probably going to end up going there three four i mean five six hours early right because yeah you're you're you want to eat some some guys want to eat early some they want to eat late some of them like to just chew on a drumstick during the show so <laughs> Versatile. I like that. Phil, you got anything Too else? much for me. <laughs> no, that's it. All right. Okay. Thank, you, thank, thank you so, so much, much for doing this, Yes, man. thank you very much. Sure. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Nice of talking course. to you. Yeah, yeah, you too. All right, bye. See you guys. I can't believe he's never had a drunken birthday party in his life. Seems like a lie. Well, I would like to just say that Phil had some opinions on the relevancy of birthdays, and I might dispute those. You know, I didn't do it to his face because I'm very scared. But um, I will say that birthdays are very important, and obviously we've dedicated our lives to the memory and the to honor them and the, to uphold and respect those days and that a lot of people mm-hmm. have, and we all have them, and everyone's got a birthday. Don't forget that. So just a little, little, little fact check on Phil there. What's that I hear? The cry of a baby in the distance? Not a funky baby, but a baby covered in an afterbirth. Let's go check it out. Follow us on Instagram, HBDPOD. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, HBDPOD. Check out the Patreon, Patreon, which is where the afterbirth will be. And hashtag whatever the fuck we said during this episode. Oh, I got some hashtags. You ready Read them up. Hashtag JGF gang. Hashtag husk the bean. Hashtag thank you Gregorian calendar. <laughs> and hashtag mustard. Uh, follow us. Stay tuned for the afterbirth. And Bye-bye. I want one other thing I want to say. Nope. We nope. on the pa- nope. uh, on the Patreon nope. this month. We have more prank calls. Dan and Paul's perfect calls coming your way. So check those out. They're very funny. I listened to them last night and I laughed a lot. And 
as our own joke. It's my birthday. It's my birthday.